Hey, welcome to Soul Food. <laughs> I'm Ashikin. I'm your host for tonight, and I'm also joined here with Lachlan. Hello. Guest host, guest kind of guest in general, giving us a kind of taste of an outsider into R&B and kind of rating the tracks and Absolutely. putting your well, own opinion. I'm loving what I'm hearing so far, <laughs> and I'm also loving the sound of our next guest. We just had a chat off air. Can't yes! wait to get into this interview. Amazing. So we are so, so lucky to have Emmy Zaluzna on air. Say hey. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Oh, my God. Okay. I cannot even express how underrated your music is. I'm, I'm happy because Soul Food were all about you know, especially exploring that question, does Melbourne have the taste for R&B? You know, is there an audience to sustain this genre? Is the industry going to be taking advantage of how popular R&B music is? Can we hone in and nurture our, our local acts and all that sort of stuff? And I think you're such a reflection of the talent that we have here and just, you know, maybe even just the lack of opportunities there are for R&B Australian acts. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm just, yeah, I'm just so gobsmacked, like, Jenny. Um, you're just awesome. Um, it's been a long time coming. <laughs> yes, it has been, because you've been, like, producing music for so long. Like, going through your discography, there's just so many songs. I think there was a lot, like, was it 2018, 2019? Uh, even before, before then. Yeah. I, I, I actually, <laughs> the, the stuff that I started off with, I think the first thing that I released was 2014. Wow. Um, but I did go back and and take them offline just okay. because I it just didn't reflect who I was as an artist anymore yeah. but still love that stuff because it made me rip off the bandit and actually release something yes and it was very much trial and error but I had to go I, I don't think this is what I want people to hear anymore yes so, yeah. that's so smart I mean it's a very eclectic discography that you've got totally. we were talking just earlier do you feel like that's influenced the choices that you make in that music having that really diverse and varied experience with production. Yeah. Um, well, I think it comes from a mix of influences because I listen to things from the 70s to the 80s, 90s, 2000s, today. Um, and, yeah, they all have very different sounds. But I think they all have something similar um, to them at the same time. They're all very um, – I'm going to say – summery yes, vibes um yeah. I'm very much a summer <laughs> baby um and I I love to dance so I love something that's gonna make me want to groove yes. um and I guess like I love like lush sounds yes. um a bit of Zara Larson <laughs> was that a little reference uh, lush <laughs> just you know like yeah. in general just the yeah. the I guess the instrumentation used, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's so reflective of your music in general. And I guess talking about, you know, I think that's a really smart move of, you know, actually taking things down that don't reflect who you are in the time and present and how you want to present yourself. How would you describe yourself now for listeners who haven't, you know, we're going to be playing um, a track um, from your, from Emmy um, soon, so um, hold on tight. But if you could kind of describe your sound to listeners who are new, um, yeah, who do you sound like and what do you sound like? What do you want to admit? Ooh, um, I guess I'll, I'll go with a couple of artists that really mm -hmm. inspire my sound. So there'd be Mariah Carey. Uh, there would be Janet Jackson is a huge one. Uh, and uh, Maya. Uh, and I guess around 
I, I, at the moment, I'm kind of focusing around that late 90s, early 2000s uh-huh. era, and they all um, also have that very danceable uh-huh. sound. Yeah, so that's the area that I'm in at the moment. But, of course, I think so many of my influences are coming into my music as well, so not just R&B but also house. Um, yes. So, and, yeah, so many things. It's really hard to hard to pick one yeah. one sound yeah. um but I guess yeah at the moment that's where it's at yeah gorgeous oh my god yeah and I guess you know making R&B and you you, you taught yourself like how to produce how was that kind of process like for yourself uh hard yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of trial and error and um uh, I think being a woman in the industry as mm-hmm. well, you're not taken as seriously. Um, especially in production. In Crazy. production, especially. Yeah. I think it, it does come into being a vocalist as well mm-hmm. um, because I do feel like you have to work that extra bit harder. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but in, in production, um, yeah, it... I don't know, like, yeah. it it wasn't just, of course, like, there were things I needed to improve mm-hmm. on at the start, and I'm always going to be growing as an artist. Yes, There's, you yes. can never stop learning. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I felt like there was less encouragement okay. than uh, there was for the the men yeah. um, around me at the time who yeah. were in the same community. Yeah, and yeah. like yeah, and I think it it's a r- real thing genuinely. I took a, like a production course um at the push with um one of Haiku Hands is like um producer which is um B, shout out B. And B started producing at age 27. And obviously, you know, coming in, you'd you'd be kind of experiencing other producers who have been doing this since they were like what in high school yeah so it's quite a quite a jarring and scary experience yeah um but yeah like I remember B telling me how when there was like a studio session or something she would walk into the room and everyone would be like when's the producer coming yeah I am the producer and they would think you're the singer (laughs) actually you know like um people um will be like oh wait you produce this and just people are so surprised and I'm like yeah but at the same time I'm I am starting to delegate more Mm -hmm. when it comes to production just because I you know at the beginning when I was releasing things I felt like I wasn't um I wasn't doing enough if I wasn't doing every single thing yeah of you know, from the um the track to the vocals to the lyrics, to the mixing to the mastering, and then I was like, "Ah, uh, why am I putting all this pressure on myself?" Yes. So I'm, you know, I and I'm yeah. luckily I'm finding more people that I can trust to work with that understand me mm-hmm. as an artist and aren't putting, I don't know, aren't putting too too much of themselves into the track mm-hmm. as much as yeah I, I love working with other people and I love hearing other people's ideas they're gonna use their ideas in a way that 
they know is going to be authentic to my sound. Yes, um, yeah, like so, yeah. curating uh, alongside with you, like curating a track with you and for you, like is also like really important to make sure that your sound is pulling through as well. Yeah. Um, And I think as well with production, it's like you're a songwriter, you're a singer you naturally have an ear for music. Mm. So it makes sense that you produce music and it's not something out of the ordinary. Yeah, I guess like talking about that and kind of like, I don't know how kind of isolating some, it sometimes is just making music and being an artist. Yeah. Um, yeah, this kind of brings us to the questions of the industry and kind of, yeah, your first experience within the music industry in Australia, how was that like? Were, were, did you feel fully supported to begin with? Did you feel like you had enough opportunities, et cetera, to explore and, um, and grow? Um, I, no, I, yeah, <laughs> I, a truth. lot of the time I felt <laughs> very unsupported. Yeah. Um, uh, not all the time, but yes, um, mm-hmm. I think there was preference given to as we're talking about earlier a lot of more indie bands and um I think my sound was very much labeled as too girly and Mm. um you know I was appalling sorry yeah it's fun um (laughs) yeah um and also is girly a bad thing like it's not a bad thing girly can be a good thing too like why is it yeah um what else? Um, you know, yes, there are supportive people in the industry and then there aren't at the same mm-hmm. time. I think that the the music industry here is less supportive of each other mm-hmm. than in comparison to the dance community here. Mm-hmm. Um, I do dance on the side yeah. of And you're really singing. good. You're really good at dancing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um <laughs> And I just find the dance community here is so beautiful and so many so many of the dancers come to my gigs and they just make my gigs a thousand times better because I can feed off yeah. that. And we're just sort of like bouncing off each other's mm-hmm. energy. So I'm really, really, really grateful to Yay. that community here. I mean, we were talking about your gigs earlier, right, in the music industry where maybe that support's a little harder to come by but now with you moving into this kind of new phase mm-hmm. of your career where you're in more of that kind of leadership position yeah. mm-hmm. right you're the one booking the gigs you're yeah. the one producing the songs um we were talking earlier about how now that's given you a bit of a different perspective about you know maybe being on the other end of some decisions that were made where mm-hmm. maybe you were passed over for gigs and now you're also making those tough decisions and you can kind of see maybe where that kind of comes from and how it was really hard to change that old guard of this industry. Yeah. It's like people who maybe aren't as reliable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I, because I wasn't seeing exactly the kind of gigs that I wanted to see in Melbourne, I, I started to run my own events um, yes. about middle of last year called MTV Nostalgia. And it's centered around that sort of, um, I love like music videos. So I wanted to create that, um, that vibe with the, you know, the singers and the um, performers with dancers as well. And running those events, I really love them. And I'm so glad that I'm continuing to run them. Um, I guess I just see the other side of things where sometimes people don't take themselves as professionally as they should or mm-hmm. behave as professionally as they should and it comes down to basic things like being there on time if not there I mean to me on time means that you're 
at the venue at least half an hour before you go on stage to make sure you've got all your equipment to set up. But I'm usually there probably an hour before because I I grew up performing and this is just normal for me. And I think if you've done this from an early age, you really understand performance etiquette and that Mm -hmm. it's not just a hobby. It's something Mm -hmm. that you take really seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And we were talking earlier as well, right, about like does Melbourne have the taste for R&B or do you need to move overseas to make it in this industry? Do you feel like the people who move overseas and they make it big, make it big because they were the ones to take themselves as seriously as you do in the first place? I think there's a bit of both. I think there's probably, there's more opportunities probably in the States and um, in the UK in terms of bigger gigs, a wider audience. Um, Obviously there's bigger population in um, those countries. At the same time, we've got the internet and you can, you can, you can contact anyone on any side of the world these Mm -hmm. days. So I think you can, you can do either. And Mm -hmm. right now, I guess I'm feeling, I'm feeling comfortable in Melbourne at the moment. Like I I did grow up moving Mm -hmm. countries a lot. Mm -hmm. I grew up between Australia, Switzerland, England. And the last time I came back was seven years ago. And it it has been nice to base myself somewhere for a while, Mm -hmm. whether I, you know, maybe I'm going to go somewhere else um, in the next couple of years. At the moment, it is nice to base myself somewhere. And yeah, I mean, you don't have to move overseas to make it. But I think uh, it's good for you to see what other people are doing in different parts of the world as well and, yeah, and see the level yeah. and, you know, see what's happening in studios over there. And, um, yeah, I, I think you can, yeah, do both. What opportunities would you like to see here? More local R&B acts to be put on to festival lineups. Yes, yes. Um, there's way too much... Um, of, and I'm not against it, but it, when it comes to R&B acts, it's nearly always international yep. acts. You're so right. Yep. It's great, but also, like, please put us on as well. We yeah. work just as hard mm-hmm. and we're just as talented. Um, and I think that the local acts are nearly always indie bands mm-hmm. or just, like, even just um, you've seen performances around Australia, not just in festivals, and it's someone that's been, you know, in a, what's the word, they were, like, on Big Brother, like, 10 years ago, something yeah, ridiculous like, like that. It's like, yeah. I'm sorry, but <laughs> I'm sorry. No, but it's the truth. <laughs> because it's embarrassing. Um, yeah. It's like, yeah. we're the ones who are actually yeah. singers, 100%. not just performers. And producers. And I think, like, because when we were off... I was just talking to you about how the natural progression for artists is kind of, you know, restricted. It's like, you know, you'd think um, and assume that, you know, an artist like yourself pops music on Spotify consistently, amazing talent, amazing stage presence, serious booking people, collaborating with the community. You'd think that the natural progression would be to take up spaces in those festivals just as your international counterparts do. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, it just seems as though that's not happening. And Mm -hmm. I guess... You know, what are your predictions for the future of R&B? And, like, obviously we have a lot of critiques that we've been talking about and having in this conversation. You can feel free to pop up some positives. But, like, yeah, what are your predictions for the future of R&B in Melbourne and in Australia? Um, I, I do feel like it's getting bigger. It does um, it does come from a 
uh, a history of there not being a huge history of R&B here yes. because, um, you know, when my parents were growing up here, mm-hmm. they listened to more like folky kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think similar age was like more rock, that kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. we're, we're getting more of it, mm-hmm. more R&B. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's still, it's still growing here. Yeah. I don't know. I just hope to see locals pushing local artists yes, more and coming yes. to our gigs and supporting yeah, us yes. and wanting us on those festival lineups. Yeah. yeah. 100%. And, like, kind of closing question because obviously our show is all about exploring does Melbourne have the taste for R&B um, and we want to create this kind of hub for R&B artists to, you know, support each other locally um, and create this space where we can explore local music together, especially R&B, and support that. Final question is do you think that, Melbourne has the taste for R&B. Do you think there's an audience for that to become really successful, almost just as successful as their international counterparts? Yeah, I definitely think it does have the taste for R&B. When I, you know, when I'm singing, mm-hmm. when I have gigs, I always have people coming up to me at the end yeah! and they're like, oh, my God, I love that so much. Yeah. And um, they just, yeah, let me know how appreciative they mm-hmm. are that I'm putting on these shows. That's not just, it's not just about the music. It's also about the visual mm-hmm. um, experience of it. Um, yes. Yes, there is a taste for yes. R&B. It's just about, um, I guess, there being more opportunities for us um, at local venues and, and us getting... Getting booked more. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Call for Action by Emmy Zaluzna. Get R&B acts booked for your gigs. They perform well. Festivals. Dancers. Dancers. Absolutely encompass all kind of... And it gets yeah. the whole... It gets your whole venue pumping. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Yes. If you want your <laughs> venue to be a total vibe... Yes. Book us. Yes. Oh, my gosh. You heard it here. Alrighty. Um, Did you want to plug your Instagram, even MTV Nostalgia on air if you yeah, like? Yeah, for sure. Um, so you can find me, um, anywhere, uh, so (laughs) (laughs) at Emmy, E-M-Y, Zaluzna, Z-A-L-U-Z-N-A. I'm the only Emmy Zaluzna in the whole world, so you cannot mess that up. Irreplaceable. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The one and only. (laughs) Yes. And you even have an MTV Nostalgia page as well. MTV Nostalgia. I think it's just MTV underscore Nostalgia. nostalgia. On Instagram. (laughs) Um, So that, yeah, we're going to be having um, another one soon. Dates aren't 100% locked in, Mm -hmm. but... um, be sure to come and check that out because it's always such a vibe. Yes, okay. We'll be that. We'll You'll yes, see something there. Say less. <laughs> Alrighty, so we're going to be playing my favorite track from you. I'm so sorry. I had to choose this. Um, Blow My Mind by Emmy Zilizla. It's just the falsettos, the like, oh, melismas. Oh my God, mm. everything is just so good and tasty. So it's going to get you da- jamming, dancing. So if you're going to a gig, pump yourself up with Blow My Mind by Emmy Zilizla. This is Soul Food. Thank you. Keep updated. Our Instagram is at soulfoodsin. Oh my gosh. Hey, I'm Ashikin. You're listening to Soul Food. We still have Emmy Zalizna here on board, local R&B act. And we are so proud to announce that we are having Emmy live in the studio performing her latest track, I Want. This is Emmy Zalizna here on Soul Food. Okay. <laughs> Oh, yeah. 
That was so good. Ah, oh, the vibes are so good. Your Thanks for having me. Absolutely amazing. That was Emmy Zalizna, if you're just listening. And that was a live performance of I Want. Please check out her Spotify and her Instagram at Emmy Zalizna and at MTV underscore nostalgia. Please support our R&B local artists. This is Soul Food. Um, up next, we have a track. Um, Mariah Carey, lead the way because... You are Melbourne's Mariah Carey. <laughs> so we thought it was just fitting. Duh. Love that. Love um, that. But yeah, you're here on Soul Food. Thank you. I'm Ashikin. Much love.